Today's episode is sponsored by the Finding Your True Essence Bootcamp, a four-week virtual signature wellness coaching program designed especially for the modern working woman. Discover the secrets to deeply reconnect to your mind, your body, your spirit, and your hearts. Create a new trajectory for your health and your life in just four weeks. The Finding Your True Essence Virtual Bootcamp starts September the 9th, 2021, so don't miss out on this special offer. To learn more and enroll, visit designandwellness.com. Welcome to the Women Living Healthy Podcast, where we empower and inspire women along her self-care journey, her spiritual path, and her wellness transformations. Join us weekly and begin embodying your true essence and authenticity. Become your very own wellness expert and embrace a life filled with good health, vitality, abundance, and purpose. Ladies, do you desire to transform your life to a new experience of freedom, peace, and remaster the thoughts of your mind? Today's episode is a book review, and I'm going to take you deep inside one of the most noteworthy self-help and spirituality books that I know out there that's entitled The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom, written in 1997 by best-selling author Don Miguel Ruiz with Janet Mills. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. K, your host, and thanks for tuning in. And welcome to Thankful Thursday right here on the Women Living Healthy podcast, where we are bridging modern science and ancient wisdom to help other women make peace with her mind, her body, and her soul. So based on ancient Taltic wisdom passed down through several generations and lineages across thousands of years, the Four Agreements offers a powerful code of conduct and simple practical ways that we can improve our way of living by coming into an awareness that our belief systems have actually been conditioned. And since we were little children with these clean slate minds, our beliefs and our dreams have been overruled by the inflictions of worldly thinking and worldly standards and rules and societal expectations. Our conditioned self-limiting beliefs have mostly stemmed from these false agreements that we've made with ourselves and that keep us living in a foggy dream, a false reality, which all creates limitation and unhappiness in our lives. So the Four Agreement book reminds us that in everything that we do in life, it really comes down to agreements. And so we can come into a new awareness by knowing what we are not. We can come into knowing our true selves. We come to know that we have the power to dispel old, worn-out, conditioned agreements and make new agreements with ourselves that are built on a solid foundation of authenticity and freedom and love. We can come into a calm, peaceful, non-suffering state. We can live a life of harmony and balance that's free of negativity, free of hatred towards others, free of anger, free of depression and anxiety and stress. We really have the choice, and it can start today. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about these four agreements and what they entail and how we can essentially apply them to our lives. And so I I think Don Miguel Ruiz is an amazing author. And this book has been widely acclaimed and has sold around 10 million copies just in the United States alone. It has been translated into like 46 different languages, and it's been widely appraised by like Oprah Winfrey and Deepak Chopra and so many more. So on a scale from zero to 10, I would give this book a 10 out of 10. And I really like this book because the author is able to get right to the point. The book is it's short. It's a, re- it's a read that you can just sit down one day and just read it in a couple hours. It's very concise. 
And so you can tell that the author is very linguistic, like without comp- overcomplicating the details of this Toltec wisdom. So he has this ability to use the power of short, profound sentences, and he does so intentionally. And so I think that this simplicity, this simplistic language, that first of all, it represents that of the, the simplicity of the Toltec culture that really embodied this ancient wisdom of profoundness, but yet simplicity. And so the Toltec people, they were like known as women and men of knowledge. And so this knowledge has been passed down through several different generations and lineages and right down to the author of this book, Don Miguel Ruiz, which is he's a very known, well-known spiritualist, and he's actually from the Eagle Knight lineage of the Toltec culture. So it was even prophesied by like the Toltec people thousands of years ago that one day it was going to be necessary to return to these spiritual principles and this ancient wisdom to, you know, our current day of suffering and our current day of living. And so during my my training as a certified yoga teacher, like years ago, someone actually recommended this profound book to me. And I truly believe it has been one of the most life changing self-help books that I've read in a long time. And I've read this book twice. And I don't usually read books twice unless it's a book that really catches my attention and like I'm able to apply the principles and concepts pretty easily to my life. And so this book has for me. And I have essentially ingrained these four agreements, you know, in my psyche. And, you know, I try to live by them every single day. And um, so this book, it really reminds us that no matter you know, how intellectual or how successful or even how spiritually advanced we think we have become, that we should never forget to be to be humble and to not forget to just apply just simple, very simple principles to our everyday lives. And so the four agreements are, these principles are, number one, to be impeccable with our words toward ourselves and others. Number two, to not make assumptions. Number three, to not take things so personally. And number four, to always do our best. These are the four agreements that can change your life. And so let's go ahead and dive into the book. So the book starts off with Ruiz talking about dreams and domestication. So this domestication concept is like highly palpable in the book. And so it basically means that we have come into this world as blank slates as children, that we are somewhat living in this false dream because we have been conditioned by external forces from the from our environment, from our friends, from societal expectations, from our parents, from our religions, churches, from the media, and just from our, you know, life experiences and exposures. And all of this, these exposures has been during a time, a very sensitive time when we were forming our own self-identity as young children. And so essentially, Ruiz explains that we adopt these worldly beliefs. We come into this foggy dream and we adopt these false ideologies, you know, that are basically very deeply ingrained in our psyche. And so we have become attached to them as adults. And out of these foundational beliefs and perceptions about the world that we've learned from, then this is the lens in which we base our actions and our behaviors and our thoughts and our perceptions about life and ourselves and others. And these beliefs that become deeply rooted in our subconscious mind as adults. And so Ruiz, he, he suggests that under the worldly agreements that we essentially treat ourselves as victims, that we treat ourselves as judges, and we we really judge ourselves according to this 
the world's established, you know, uh, rules and societal standards. And so if you think about what a judge does, then, you know, if one is not in alignment of these rules, these established rules, then that person would be persecuted, right? Just like a person would be persecuted under, you know, a criminal court of law. And so in the same sense, then we are judges and we persecute ourselves. And, you know, especially if we're not fitting into this false dream or these established rules and societal standards. And so this is where self-limiting beliefs are birthed from. You know, this I'm not enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. Right. I mean, I can go on and on. And but Ruiz, he calls these false belief systems metote and metote is this ancient Aztec word. And so these false beliefs or these self-limiting beliefs, they essentially become these different voices in our heads that replay themselves over and over. And they greatly influence our our decisions and our actions, our behaviors, our, our thoughts, our perceptions. And so let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper into the four agreements and what they entail. So number one, so according to Ruiz and, and Mills as well, so the first agreement is to be impeccable with your words. So in order for us to live a more fulfilling and joyful life, then we should never use our words to what he calls sin against another or ourselves. And so simply put, Rua states that words matter. And we know this, like in every religion, it accounts, it accounts for like the power of the tongue, right? Or the, the power of the words to create or destroy. And so Ruiz also talks about like these words that they don't necessarily have to be spoken verbally out loud. They can be these words and things that we tell ourselves silently. Right. And and so Ruiz talks about like gossip, like we shouldn't gossip because words are like magic. And so words can be used for good. They can be used for bad. They can be used to to uplift or they can be used to tear down and destroy. So we use negative words to to judge ourselves. That's self-limiting beliefs, you know, and this I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough. I mean, we're sending poison to ourselves and we also send poison to other people based on our own conditioned mindset and perceptions about ourselves. So Ruiz suggests that these, you know, derogatory comments that even perhaps are directed toward another, then in the long run, we redirect that negative energy back our way. So we end up harming ourselves when we speak poison or negativity onto someone else and, of course, our, ourselves. But, you know, to others, we're like mirrors to each other, right? And so when we give someone a, a compliment, just one kind word or compliment can transform someone's day significantly. And it can encourage them, inspire them, and uplift them. You know, and so that we can bring that energy back to ourselves as well. And so, again, it can be uh, negatively impacted when we are speaking unkind words to others. So when we talk about self-limiting beliefs, then I think that it's very important that we first of all understand where these self-limiting beliefs are stemming from and why they essentially are holding us back. And so the first step is becoming aware of it, right? So if you are hearing yourself saying, I can never do this, or I don't know how, or I'm not enough, then begin to ask your que this, these questions. First of all, ask your, your question, ask this question, why? Why do I feel that I'm not good enough? Why am I not good enough? Ask yourself why like over and over again till you get to really the root cause or the root of where that's stemming from. 
ask yourself, you know, do I really believe that I'm not good enough? Or why do I believe that I'm not good enough? What seems to be true about this that I'm not good enough? What's the evidence of that? And what might concern me if that belief were no longer here? (laughs) Right? You know, if I was able to get rid of this, I'm not good enough, what might come of that? Or what might concern me of that? So it's about drilling down until we can really find the real reason of why we have these beliefs. Because at one point, these beliefs serve to protect us. And, you know, but we have to acknowledge its contribution to our lives non-judgmentally and just, you know, begin to let them go and, and then work through one limiting belief at a time using those questions of why, why. Why? Getting down to the root, right? I mean, this can just change our lives significantly when we begin to think more positively and we dispel these self-limiting beliefs that weren't ours authentically in the first place. Number two, agreement number two, don't take anything personally. So Ruiz explains that what others say or what others do, that it's not really about us, it's about them, So we should not take negative comments personally. We should not take actions directed toward us personally. We shouldn't take it to heart because we can't buy into another person's, you know, illusion, their own conditioned belief system about themselves. Again, this is something that they've been conditioned from a very young age. So we all have different ways of thinking, of course, and we all have different subconscious programming. We have all had different upbringings, and we have different beliefs, different thinking, different statuses, different cultures, and so on. So we have to have a little bit more compassion and understanding where maybe this person, what's stemming this person to do this or say this to me? So we shouldn't take things so personally because it comes down to their own reality that they're, they're operating from. And so we know that we know ourselves holistically, right? And others, they only know just a part of us. They only see just a small piece of us, right? And so their opinion is a very subjective view, and it's often filtered through their own conditioning, their own subconscious, that oftentimes they don't even realize where that's coming from. And so Ruiz really challenges us that even if someone sends us negativity or poison, then we have the the power to reject it. We have the choice to accept it or reject it because no one, no one can make you feel a certain way about you without your consent. When we accept the negativity, then it roots itself and it begins to spread like a virus and it can infect everyone else around us, right? And so we see this very commonly on social media, (laughs) this internet negativity. We see this commonly on TV And so, yeah, I mean, although we should protect our personal boundaries, we also need to understand that we don't always have to become defensive against personal assaults, you know, whether that's verbally. Of course, we have to defend ourselves if it's a physical assault, you know, but when we talk about words and taking, you know, things personally, then this really only legitimizes the negativity and it feeds that negativity, and um, so I would just, you know, and Ruiz actually makes a suggestion, suggestion that when someone directs a less than kind word or action against you, then the best thing that we can do is just pause, take a pause for that second. And I really have been training myself to do this in meditation. And meditation really helps you to, to really create that, that pause, right? Take a pause for a second, take a deep breath. 
and just allow yourself to create some inner space between the event or what that person said to you. Create some space between that and you. And then you're more able to respond in a way that is more understanding and more loving to yourself and the offender as well. So number three, agreement number three is don't make assumptions. So Ruiz suggests that many of us have this natural human tendency to make assumptions through our own conditioned subconscious lens. So we're quick to jump to conclusions without really investigating all sides of the story, right? And not to any fault of our own because the mind, like the mind likes to fill in gaps really before it has all of the information, right? And so we don't like to have gaps of, you know, misinformation. We don't, we like to have this idea that we know it all sometimes, right? And um, so I think a part of this is that we make assumptions about what others are thinking and what others are thinking about us, right? And so, for example, I hear a lot of people in relationships say, well, you know, I shouldn't have to ask my partner or tell my partner, you know, what I need. We make assumptions that they should already like know what we are thinking and what we need if they really truly love us. I mean, like how many times have you, you know, heard people say this, right? And so, you know, these these things are just we're assuming what the other person is feeling or thinking. And um, and oftentimes we assume that their opinions of us are are negative because this is our negative biased lens that we we tend to, you know, to, to base our thoughts on. I work with a lot of women and especially that of entrepreneurs. And so like, for example, I I work with women who like are getting started with their new business venture. And I see a lot of them who have a lot of self-limiting beliefs and they make assumptions that they're not good enough for business or they assume that their potential clients are not going to be interested in the value or what they're selling or what they have to say. And so already they're like forming this negativity based on false assumptions that they don't know what this their client or potential client is thinking or feeling, right? And so they're already making these assumptions. I mean, I, I can tell you one story. Um of an individual who she like every time she picked up the phone to like call a potential client she would like stop and she just couldn't make the call and so working through that she finally figured out what her hesitation was and she realized it was self-doubt it was self-doubt that was creeping in it was her self-limiting beliefs that um was keeping her from reaching her full potential in her business. And so she would like, you know, think in her mind already before she was able to pick up the phone to have this conversation was she would say, okay, I have value to add. And so then the inner critic would come back and say, nobody wants to be interrupted with your business. And then she would say, well, this is really important. And then the inner critic would say, they won't think that it's important. Then, you know, so all of these, you know, going back and forth, you know, she she probably missed out on many opportunities because of her own self-limiting beliefs that essentially she really figured out the the root cause of that that was stemming from her relationships, um, mainly as a child, where other kids would would pick at her about how she looked, about her skinny legs, and they would make fun of her, how she talked. And so she really just never felt accepted. And she really felt that she didn't fit in. And so she became very self-conscious along the years, and it carried over into her adulthood. And it became this self-limiting belief that was, you know, built on this false reality in the first place. 
And um, and so these self-limiting beliefs, this is just an example of how it can really prevent us from reaching our full potential. And nobody is exempt from it, right? I mean, we all have these, uh, you know, these self-limiting beliefs in some way or another. And we make assumptions, you know, we impose barriers upon ourselves and others when, you know, we are essentially giving off this negative energy between ourselves and other people without even realizing it when we are making assumptions. So I think that, you know, Ruiz talks about that it's very important that we communicate what our most authentic truths and, and needs are. You know, we need to really express what we want and need, ladies. <laughs> we can't assume people understand us or our, our frame of mind. We can't assume that they already know that. And we also shouldn't make assumptions or judgments about what others are thinking or make assumptions about things that we don't have full, a full holistic understanding of what is happening. And so Ruiz really talks about this power of inquiry. And so whenever there's a dis, uh, discrepancy or an, a, a disagreement, then we should always seek for clarification and not just try to read minds or assume, again, what another is thinking. I mean, this especially applies to our most intimate relationships. I think this is a lot where it shows up, right? So this simple agreement, you know, just this simple agreement of not making assumptions, this can put out the fire of so many arguments and wars and hate and violence and so forth, right? All right, so number four, agreement number four, always, always do your best. So according to Ruiz, this final agreement is really the ability to where we can incorporate all of the first three agreements and incorporate that into this solid framework in our life. And so it's the uh, basically number four is the agreement that really ties all the agreements together. And so doing our best is really allowing us to embody that of, you know, speaking impeccable with our words and not taking things personally, not making assumptions. And this is really going to allow us to advance to, to really live a more peaceful mindset. I mean, that's what really this book is all about. And so this is also acknowledging that some days we may not be at our best, right? And this is okay because our minds, our, our moods, our emotions, they're always in motion and they can change based on the weather. They can change based on what we ate that morning or, you know, throughout the day or how much sleep we got the night before or even what time of the day it is. Like some people are more efficient in the morning and some are more efficient at night. So, I mean, doing your best is really relative. But no matter what, I mean, for example, if you're doing your best in the morning as an early riser like me, then, you know, and you're not doing your best in the evening, then you're still doing your best. So you tried your best because you're you're a morning riser. And so, you know, it's all about just how you look at things. Right. And so. These four agreements, again, I have just ingrained them in my psyche. And each and every day, I challenge myself to live by them, you know, by staying committed. And I do so through mindfulness and meditation. And I would encourage you to refer back to episode number six, where I talk about that in meditation, that we can really work on just removing a lot of these negative thoughts and in this case, we can remove these, you know, erroneous beliefs and these false beliefs 
that have been essentially ingrained from a very young age. And we can work through those and remove those one by one, you know, to change them and to essentially come out of this fog that we live our lives in. And so in meditation, we can take steps to make our actions become congruent with some new beliefs and, and new agreements that we make with ourselves. And, um, and so to first begin, we have to begin to retrain our brain out of domestication, out of this conditioning that Ruiz talks about, and really learn how to let go of these old negative beliefs that are no longer ser- serving us anymore, right? And replace them with a healthier mindset. And, um, you know, we can just take this endeavor to approach each and every activity in our lives, applying these four agreements to really find that of peace, happiness, and love in our lives. Thank you for tuning in for another episode right here on the Women Living Healthy Podcast. If this was your first time tuning in with us, then please go ahead and click follow so you don't miss out on one of our episodes. Also, please go ahead and leave a review and visit designingwellness.com for all of our show notes and upcoming events.